Welcome to this episode of What Works For Me. You'll notice that it's just Rob on this one. But don't worry, Mike's still going to kick us off with the intro. Anyway, let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of What Works For Me, a podcast highlighting best practices in Christian schools. This podcast is produced in partnership with Lutheran Education Association. To discover how LEA supports Christian teachers and schools, visit www.lea.org. Today on the podcast, we have Mandy Little. Mandy is the environmental education teacher at St. Lawrence Lutheran School in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Mandy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Now, Mandy, I know my father-in-law, he keeps talking about all the awesome (laughs) things that you are doing here with Environmental Ed, and I'm fortunate enough to be recording actually in the classroom right now. (laughs) It's not a video podcast, so you guys listening are just going to have to imagine, but there are activities and tanks and cages and like a greenhouse outside. There's a ton of stuff here. (laughs) So why don't you give us a little rundown of the program? All right. Well, um, there's a lot to share. But uh, basically, the environmental education program here at St. Lawrence was a vision I had back in 2016. Um, I wanted to be able to get our students out into the environment and exposed to the world around them so they could learn to recognize um, what certain things were. And as God's people, we are charged to care for his creation. And truly, the more children are connected with nature and learn about their environment, the more likely they are to care for it. So one of the things that, one of the goals that I really would like to see for our students is making them an environmental steward, which is simply someone that um, knows about and cares about their environment and wants to see that environment for the future. Uh, The program here has grown over the years. This is my eighth year as environmental education director. And we began rather simply by doing indoor programming in classrooms. Um, And then also we have a prayer trail in the forested area adjacent to the school. And we often will lead um, nature hikes out there, seasonal nature hikes. So any season, Um, obviously not summer because we're not here. Um, And then the program has grown from there. So... The benefits of having environmental education in a school, number one, it's fun. Um, Kids can get outside, they get fresh air, sunshine, exercise. Um, It's very good for the senses, uh, visual, uh, sense of smell, hearing things, touching things, and it can develop a sense of place for students learning about their community. And probably my number one goal for any of the programs that I provide is for it to be hands-on. Get your hands dirty, um, either head outside, uh, do an activity in the classroom. Uh, Some of our uh, programs are just uh, one class session where we have others that are over the course of the school year. We have um, salmon in the classroom that we've been part of for This is our seventh year now, and that is a fifth grade program where the students get to help raise salmon from an egg, starting as an egg, so they watch the life cycle. They come down to the classroom, they do testing and recording data, they feed the fish, and they get to observe the changes over time of the life cycle of salmon. Um, Another program we do with fish is for seventh grade. We are involved in sturgeon in the classroom. And we, instead of raising a sturgeon from an egg, we receive the sturgeon in the fall. 
and it comes to us as a juvenile, so it's already a good six, seven months old. And the students, the seventh grade students, do similar activities that fifth grade does. Um, ultimately, we take care of and raise the sturgeon, uh, learning about its life history. That sturgeon are actually threatened in the state of Michigan. And ultimately, in the spring, we will release the sturgeon and the salmon also with fifth grade into the Cass River right here in Frankenmuth. So both of those programs, um, again, very long-term, what we call a, a project-based learning or place-based learning here at St. Lawrence. Um, each grade level from, or for, excuse me, from first grade forward through eighth grade, I have a unique program that focuses on uh, some part of their science curriculum. So first grade, for example, we talk about monarch life cycles and we raise monarchs and we tag them through Monarch Watch and uh, the kids get to release them um, as part of that program. I already mentioned salmon and sturgeon. Uh, sixth graders, we get to go down to the Cass River and do some water testing to learn about watersheds and water quality. Um, so those are just a couple of the uh, examples of the programs that we provide here. Uh, we also have now, uh, recently, we have a, a native pollinator garden. Um, the kids are learning about uh, native plants and the importance of uh, pollinators and planting for pollinators, things like bees and other insects and birds. And we also have a greenhouse and we've been collecting seed from the garden. And a future goal for uh, the environmental education program would be to provide a community workshop on planting native and providing um, the guests with some of the plants that we grew from our own garden in our own greenhouse. Now, Mandy, that's a ton of stuff. That's that's <laughs> a long list of things. And anybody listening out there, just know that it. I'm sure it didn't all happen at once, right? I'm it sure did you not. didn't walk in and then there's all these things. And some of those things you mentioned, those are even like state programs that, they are. that mm -hmm. I'm sure there are grants mm -hmm. for. So if somebody's listening and they go, okay, she just listed 5,000 things. <laughs> I can't even do a single thing in my classroom. I think even like getting them outside to, to look at a tree sometimes is a stretch in some places, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on what's going on. So what would you tell that person, you know, where could they start? They've had, you know, you've sure. given them kind of this mountain view of there's all the things. But you said you've been here eight years now. Eight so years. You've, you've built that up, I'm sure, over there, those eight years. So what would you tell to somebody? They say, hey, we have no environmental education program at all right now. We have science and sometimes we'll do a lab. How do you how do you start something like this? That's a great question, and honestly, um, keeping it simple, if that's your situation where you have the desire to start something, an environmental-themed program, um, something as simple as having a live animal in your classroom can be a good start. Uh, I will tell you from my experience here at St. Lawrence, we have a lot of live animals in our classroom, turtles and snakes and fish. And it's a, it's a huge draw for students to come in and learn about them, to ask about them. Um, so starting with something like that, even a fish tank in your classroom is a good way to start. Um, things like maybe having an indoor-outdoor table. So maybe having a table in your room where you've collected things from out in nature. Bring those in and lay them out. Um, for the kids, you, they could use a, a magnifying glass or a microscope to look more closely at things, which is going to create more curiosity and more desire to want to learn. Um, setting up some posters in your room. I have several posters in this classroom 
uh, showing the different ecosystem types you can find in the state of Michigan, the Michigan coastal dunes, uh, forests. I have uh, posters with Michigan turtle species and snakes. Um, things like that are going to inspire some, some interesting conversation and perhaps um, lead to a lesson plan. Uh, planting a tree or growing plants in a classroom. Um, recycling, just, just having a lesson all about recycling. Those are all ways, um, just even in your classroom, that you could get that dialogue going with the students about exploring um, God's creation. And I would say that in most cases, every school is going to have some sort of green space. And a very simple way to start a program like this would be to plant a garden. Um, I think that that's something very inspirational for kids. They get their hands dirty. They get to be a part of a project. They get to watch that project grow. So those are just some very um, simple ways that you could get started. Now, Mandy, that's that's really great advice for people that, you know, you don't have to start with this whole program. You can start with these little things and even a garden. That's a great idea because also if you plant something, you can eat. That's a fun thing too. Yes. <laughs> I, I hear chives are easy to grow. <laughs> <laughs> I have not grown chives, but I imagine, um, so our particular garden happens to be native wildflowers, but yes, the vegetable garden could work just as well. That's great. My, my mom actually grows chives and my son always goes out in the garden and like pulls them out and he'll <laughs> come in and he's got terrible breath after that, but he definitely enjoys it. So why don't you give us a little bit of the, the background here? So this program did not exist before you got here. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So walk us through what, what kind of led to, to where it is today. Well, um, I would say it was my passion um, that basically was the, the beginning of this program. Um, I grew up playing outside and have always been interested in wildlife and wildflowers and birds and knowing what things are and how God created everything to work together. So um, initially, that was kind of the beginning of everything. It was just part of who I was. And um, I discovered that the Church Grove prayer trail has some uh, eastern screech owls that live there. And I went out there one evening and called them in using a recording of their call. And uh, they appeared and I had the little spotlight on them. And that was kind of my inspiration to say, we have this amazing piece of property, this gem right next to our school. Let's utilize it. So I mentioned it to the principal at the time. Um, about the opportunities that were basically sitting there waiting to be explored. And he took an interest. So I went home that evening and couldn't sleep, tossing and turning. And I got up at one o'clock in the morning and wrote a proposal for environmental <laughs> education um, on a part-time basis to, to see if we could get a program such as this off the ground. I had some goals in mind. Um, one of them being being a participant in Salmon in the Classroom, another being um, the Pollinator Garden. So um, I've worked over the course of these eight years to kind of get us to um, the places that I envisioned for our school. And we are also an official Michigan Green School participant and recipient because of the activities that we are involved in here at our school. And any school in Michigan can be uh, part of the official Michigan Green School um, program. So um, 
we because we are involved with environmental programs, we also have a recycling program here. There's some um, things we do in our building to help save energy. So those are all things that have allowed us to be um, part of that particular program. That's through the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. So hang on, let me get this straight. You were here one day, you heard an <laughs> owl, and you're like, hang on, I need to go find that owl. So you got a recording. No, I didn't hear the owl. I, I went to the woods for the purpose of calling in an owl. I've done this before for scout programs. So if you have a call, depending on what species of owl, this in this case it was an eastern screech owl, you can go online and just get a recording of an owl. You go out in the evening and you play the call in the winter months because that is their breeding season. They are curious and they, they want to know who's in their territory. So they come to you. And you just wait patiently and you shine the light and they're right in front of you, usually. Well, now I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> this is, I didn't know yep. any of this before. This yep. is great. Okay, so I want to talk about the, the salmon in the classroom and the, yes. the sturgeon in sure. the classroom thing. So a, if anybody hasn't seen a sturgeon before, it's like the coolest looking fish <laughs> you've ever seen. It looks almost like a dinosaur. So those programs, those are state programs, right? They are. Are, uh, there, are some of those grants supported? How did all that start? Sure. So... Uh, Salmon in the Classroom is a program provided by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, and any school can participate. Uh, you do have to apply each year. Um, the application season has already passed for this current school year, um, but you do apply, and then you are um, you're probably going to need, unless you have the funds available, you would need to get yourself a sponsor to help support you in buying the equipment for having and raising the salmon in the classroom. And in this case, that would require, um, I believe the minimum is 75 gallon uh, aquarium. You have to have a filter system, filtration system, and you also have to have something called a chiller because salmon are cold water species and you have to keep your tank at 52 degrees Fahrenheit at all times in order to raise them. Um, So our particular sponsor for that program is a Frank Muth Conservation Club here in Frankamuth. So they were um, able to help us get started uh, back seven years ago with our program. Um, again, we are in our starting our seventh year. And the Sturgeon in the Classroom program is a little bit different. It is a program that was started by um, an organization called Sturgeon for Tomorrow, Black Lake Chapter, up in Black Lake near Sheboygan, Michigan, in the Onaway, Sheboygan area. And that program is a little bit more difficult to become a part of because the fact that sturgeon are a threatened species in the state and um, there are several agencies working right now to restore sturgeon populations. Um, It is not as easy to be able to be given the permit to raise the sturgeon in the classroom. So we are one of 10 organizations in the state that have been blessed with this opportunity to to raise to bring into our classroom and raise a sturgeon um, each school year. Um, salmon in the classroom. There's probably about 300 schools involved on a yearly basis. Well, that's really neat. And if I know anything about conservation groups, they're very very passionate about that work. So if you're listening and you have a conservation group in your town or in your city, you could probably approach them if, yes. to be a part of this program. I know. They'd be like, you want to grow fish? We're all in. That's, that's <laughs> a perfect thing. They're, or I guess raise is more appropriate. Yes. They're, not, they're not plants. They're animals, right? 
Well, and, this, oh, go ahead. and the interest has been amazing because I have actually um, gone back to the Frankenmuth Conservation Club twice and presented uh, during their smoker uh, events, updating them on both the salmon and the sturgeon progress that we've made um, having these programs in our schools, and there's a lot of interest. And I just recently did another presentation with both um, to an organization that was really not conservation-themed, but they were interested in in what we were doing, so um, I was happy to share with them. That's fantastic. Now, you're very passionate about it, clearly. I don't know many people that are like, I, I know there are owls over there. I'm going to go find it, and then I'm going <laughs> to write a proposal in the middle of the night, and I'm going to make it happen. So I just want to commend you on that. It, it's Thank very you. clear that the program is, is doing really well and clearly growing, and I, I think a lot of that credit goes to you. So that, that's fantastic. Well, now, if there are other very passionate people, can they contact you and say, Absolutely. hey, I don't know where to start? Okay, I'll include your yes. email. <laughs> and then any any advice you'd give to somebody if, if they have... You had to do a lot of convincing of people, right? You had to get people just as excited as you about it. How'd you do that? Um, honestly, it was all God's plan. I I feel like I didn't have to work very hard. <laughs> I have been amazed at the support that I've had in the community and especially here at St. Lawrence, um, both from administration and teaching staff. Um, it it was just something, as I said, it was a, a whim. It came to me in the evening. I, I submitted it on a chance, and here we are eight years later. Um, it's been nothing but successful and well-supported and welcomed, and I'm happy to talk to anybody about starting even from a small scale. Um, I have a lot more advice for you, which I could easily share with you if you were able to reach out to me in the future. Yeah. If you're listening and, and you're unsure, just email her. She, her and I talked before this, there are pages and pages and pages of other things we could go over. So there's, she's a wealth of information. Definitely make sure you reach out if you have questions. Mandy, thank you so much for, for talking to me today. Can I pray for you before we go? Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Dear Lord, thank you for Mandy. Thank you for nature and for the wonderful gifts that you've put around us. Please bless her as she continues to show your world and your work to the students here. And please bless that program as it continues to reach into the lives of students to see the wonder of your creation. In your sense, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.